before we get started, or as we get started, I wanted to let you know that this is what I'm, I call a before Nashville market for you, a B&M. That means we were uh, on you and into you before you went to Nashville. <laughs> Man, I've had, have we had this conversation before? Uh, we have not. No, we have not. But are you hearing okay. this? Are you Someone hearing else this? told the same thing about out there. And I was like, man, because we, we just hadn't played out there a ton. And I get really excited when we go. And the reason is probably because of that right there. Probably because someone gave us a shot what we were doing early on. Uh, we are Red Dirt Texas people out here as well. This little market has been chasing this music for about 15 years with really important people in your life like Cody Canada and Randy Rogers. Oh yeah, the boys. The boys, right? So Yeah. Yeah, so <laughs> you were scheduled to open for Randy in 2020 at a club. I remember that. Yeah, at uh, a brewery. we were like really close to that California yeah. tour when that when 2020 shut down. Exactly. So this is what's crazy is you went from opening for Randy and people were like who's Parker to 3 years later now uh, headlining our California Mid-State Fair, which is one of our biggest events we have all year. Well, I can't thank you enough for <laughs> for uh, playing songs of mine that, heck, we probably don't even play anymore. So Yeah, <laughs> that's all right. To, we may have to pull a couple out, though, while we're out there. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, give us some of that old limestone stuff, or, you know, we've we've been there for a while, but... Uh, I appreciate that. Yeah, just couldn't be happier for the way things have gone gone for you. This new, I want to get into the new album. Talk about you know what what you've been doing lately. I mean, it's just been a lot of fun. This new album, just fantastic. I feel like never enough kind of hits on some of the same themes you're always hitting on. Um, I feel like you're always coming or going. You're always leaving or running. Yeah, it's, you know, I think I struggle a lot with just slowing life down in general. Um, you know, I just started doing this when I was young, and my brain's kind of in a perpetual state of only knowing that. So it's, I'm sure, it's, you know, at some point or another, it's going to come out in the songs, right? And mm-hmm. Maybe so much so that it came out in the in the, in the album title. But it's, uh, I don't know, it's like it's hard lessons learned in life. You know, you you work hard and you do well, and and you realize that you know buying yourself something or. You know, it's, none of that's ever going to be enough, right? It's the it's the real life stuff, like your family and the people around you. That having good relationships there, that's that's when your life is good. Enjoy those times when your relationships are healthy. Um, so it's everything else is just kind of to the wayside. So that's really where the never enough thing comes from. There also seems to be a theme, not just this album, but several albums with some parts of Louisiana or New Orleans. Um, is that a place growing up that? You guys were kind of like a, like that was the the place to run to and escape to and like probably learned a lot about life doing that. Yeah, but we worked with my granddad a lot in uh, Limestone County, which is in Central Texas, and you know just flatland cowboy ranch, no uh, no fancy nothing out there. I mean, it was <laughs> it was real cowboy, and um, you know that's where I was country songs connected with me the most i just remember being so young and there was a song carroll county accident by porter wagner and my granddad had it on a cassette i think in his pickup truck and i just played it on repeat obsessed with it and so that was that sparked something in me that you know just with that relationship i had with music and and still to this day you know i still go to that ranch or i go to our other ranch in east texas or right around south texas where i live and um still listen to those songs and and uh you know, try to find new ones that make me feel like that. So that that area had a, a has a real special connection with me. I love it, and that makes sense uh, for the song that's on the album, the lessons from an old man. Obviously, huge impact. Oh, yeah. Obviously, huge impact on you. 
Yeah, kind of sitting right where I was in my mind, and I was just telling that last story. You know, when I when I even when I listen to that song now, off the new album, uh, my mind, I'm picture I was picturing the same thing just then. So my mind goes there a lot when I go to write songs. There's a great song on here for what I assume is your mom as well. Things I never told you. I think we all have that that regret at some point where. Maybe we didn't open up to mom as much as we should have or told her how much we appreciated her. Yeah, she's, uh, you know, my mom's so great. She's like, she's actually coming to see us on the road this weekend. But I just, uh, my buddy Taylor Phillips and, and Monty Criswell wrote that with a guy named Lynn Hutton. I hadn't, I didn't have a song on the record that I, I hadn't written. Um, I wanted at least one outside cut, just wanted to take a stab at something in the studio. And um, Taylor texted me about some song or whatever and sent that to me and, Man, I just, I think it was once I heard the, um, I had a Johnny Cash, and a, or I had a Playboy stash and a Johnny Cash LP sleeve in my room, and it's like the third line of the song, and I said, I am singing, I don't know what this is, and I don't know who this is, but I said, I'm singing that song, <laughs> and it was that good. I mean, it really is. Like, yeah. So, really cool that, uh, that it's kind of, people have taken to it as much as they have. It, it seems like all the songs you, you connect with, whether you write them or not, they connect with you on a certain level that I feel like I know you. I feel like I, I know you. We hung out on a Friday night once or like we went to school together. Like, I think that's a, an incredible skill, I guess, for you to be able to pick something that, that you can relate to, but yet reveal something about you. Like, I feel like I know you. I mean, that's certainly, certainly the goal. I would hope to, and I appreciate you saying that. I would hope that that just stems from, you know, as much as I sit around trying to think about not being anything but myself, you know, what is really me? What do I really sound like? What do I really have to say? What do I really want to write about? And being true to those and answering those questions for myself, honestly, hopefully the result of that would be, you know, that uh, what you were just explaining there. So I appreciate that. But it's at the end of the day, man, I still just, you know, sit around my house with a guitar trying to write sad country songs so um nothing's changed i get bored with it a lot of times and you know i think there's been a couple songs on each of my last records that have kind of you can be like i had never done anything like this and it's just purely out of you know i get so i get so bored sometimes just sitting around you know trying to write the kind of songs i'm writing especially when i'm not writing them very well that, that seems to be pretty often now that i think about it but um, I just get bored, and so I just kind of crave something to make me excited about creating and, and uh, playing the guitar and singing a lick. So it's, uh, but it's for the most part, it stayed pretty true to itself. I love that. Except Gold Chain Cowboy had ten songs. The new album Never Enough has fifteen songs. So I think you're finding them eventually. Like <laughs> you know, the process might be a little slow, slower than you'd like. But man, these are all great songs. So, uh, oh, thank you. You're, you're, well, you know, I, I don't really think the I don't think the number of songs really meant anything other than I just had some songs that I'd wanted to cut for a long time I'd written and I'd never cut. Mm. And um, so I just had, I kind of came to terms with them and I was like, man, those are better than you think they are. Put them out. So I really try to never let myself think about writing hits uh, or writing number ones. I just try to be as honest and genuine with whatever comes out that you could possibly create. You know, because that'd be the best you sleep at night. Is there a song on the latest album that you were hesitant about, but yet the response has been, you know, better than you better than you thought, or surprised you in any way? Um, not really. I don't really. You know, I mean, all the songs. You know, Stoned is a huge song in the show. 
Handle on You is a huge song in the show. Burn It Down is really a big song in the show now. Uh, and they all came out before the record came out. So I guess Burn It Down came out with the album. But it just, I don't know. I feel like I'm, um, the best songs on the record are known. And I think that's a win. Yeah, definitely. All right, a couple more questions and we'll get you we'll get you out of here. So one thing you need to know about me is I'm a massive Chicago Cubs fan. So I'm going to ask you about playing Wrigley Field. Although I know you played St. Louis more recently, I do not want to talk about St. Louis um, okay. because I'm a Cubs fan. But talk about Wrigley Field and Morgan Wallen and what that weekend was like because we're we're moving into next level territory now. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's just, man, Morgan don't need any help selling tickets, you know. <laughs> I think the only reason I'm on that show is maybe he likes my songs. Yeah. I could, that's the only thing I could, I could think it would be. Maybe he's he's a songwriter, and I think he's a fan of uh, what I do, and just like I'm a fan of what he does. And, you know, there everybody that was at that show was already going to go to that show, regardless of whether we <laughs> want it or not. Um, so the fact that he lets us get out there and, and rip multiple nights in a row, uh, in front of his forty thousand people in a major league ball stadium, I, I just I think I've only texted him one time all the time. I just said as sincerely as I can say it, thank you, uh, and that was all I said. And he's he's a good dude. He gets it. So he's it's just wow, man. It's a great opportunity. I imagine you've been there for a game before. What was it like to step out in front of the crowd? Uh, it was cool. You know, I, the only time I've been to a game there, I was playing Joe's on Wheat Street. Chicago like several years ago and Ed Worm great great friend of mine uh, who owns that place asked me you know it sounds like hey you, you've been to Wrigley I said I haven't so we went and caught a ball game for about two and a half innings and uh, raced right back and played the show so but I, I I did see there's a video I think I don't have TikTok anymore but I know my TikTok still exists and I think there's a video of me I put on there. I'd like walking up the stairs and it was, it was kind of a cool moment to finally see it in person. All right. A lot of times when I interview our Texas friends, I do a, a quick, quick answer, Texas 101, just so we know basically all we need to know about you and your Texas roots and like three or four shallow questions. So are you ready? Okay. Let's right. go. Who, who do you root for? You got to have a school. You got to have a hand gesture. You got to have some kind of a chant or. Whatever. What is the school? It's a university, you know, big university thing in Texas. Who do you root for? You're not my answer. Oh, no. Ole Miss. Ole Miss. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Is that blasphemous? Love, is that I've blasphemous? I've buddies that have played for many years and still do that play for A&M and UT. And so um, I didn't go to college. So I always – and I grew up close to College Station, and then I lived in Austin, you know, after high school and – and uh, I never really had – when I was a kid, I was a big Aggie because we lived so close to him. I saw my brother wanted to go to school, all this stuff. But I've just had buddy – I've just had, you know, Sam Ellinger is a good friend of mine. And uh, he played ball at UT for several years. He's playing for the Colts now. And I've just never been able to pick My sister went to Ole Miss, so I fell in love with them a long time ago. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I never would have I never would have guessed that one. All right, I think you already answered this one kind of in the interview earlier, but lake house, ranch house, or a Gulf Coast house? Sounds like you're a ranch. ranch. Sounds like you're a ranch guy. Yeah, definitely a ranch guy. Ranch house. I have a boat, and we live close to a lake, and we go out on it all the time. And if I could buy the ranch with like a hundred acre lake, yeah, there you go. That'd be real, real, real good. There you I go. Mean, that'd be that'd be best case scenario. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Then you get the best of both worlds. All right, hunting or fishing, but you can't pick both. Hunting. Hunting. Nice. All right. Last one, we'll get you a barbecue question. Brisket, ribs, or chicken or turkey? 
Brisket. Brisket. You're a brisket Moist. guy. Awesome. Moist brisket. Awesome. Very good. Couple California ones because you're coming out here, okay? Uh, taco or burrito? Taco. Tacos. Um, ski, surf, or just lay on the beach? Surf. Surf. Disneyland or Universal Studios? Um, I've only been to Orlando Studios, and it was pretty cool, so I'd probably say Disneyland. Disneyland. Very good. Parker McCollum, we cannot wait to see you probably a little less than two weeks away. California Mid-State Fair, you're going to find your people here. They're going to love you, and uh, we can't wait to see you. Hey, thank you for the for the call, man, or for having me on the call, and uh, thank you.